from the rugged desert outside Yuma, Arizona, this is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hello, I'm Mark Schauer. As a young man from a military family, Sean Franklin of YPG's Technology and Investments Directorate dreamed of working for the Proving Ground. When his first time applying for a job didn't succeed, he kept trying. And for his perseverance, he was recently recognized as one of the Yuma Sun's 20 underage 40 rising stars. So Sean, you applied for work here 38 times before you finally got accepted. Yes, sir. That's a lot of perseverance. Um, well, I, uh, I, I suppose so that or it's uh, just uh, a lot of foolishness people were telling me and uh, to just give up and uh, move on and uh, cut your losses. But um, I, I was interested and uh, I thought I could get a chance um, and I just, you know, took about two, three years and finally got out here and uh, all I needed was that one opportunity to get my foot in the door. And you come from a family with a lot of military experience. Did that inspire you to want to work here? Yes, sir, absolutely. So uh, my dad was uh, active duty in the Army. My dad's dad also in the Army and my mom's dad in the United States Marines. So um, I, I was very uh, interested in finding some way to help contribute back uh, in civil service in some way, shape or form. And uh, I couldn't find of any other better way to do that than uh, working for the DOD and out here for the Army specifically. And your dad has worked out here for many years as a civilian subsequent to his military career? Yes, sir. Uh, he's, so he's a uh, helicopter pilot um, for the UH-60 uh, Blackhawk. And um, before that, uh, when he was active duty in the military, he uh, flew the uh, Huey and also the uh, Cobra. When you were growing up in Yuma, you must have been pretty familiar with Yuma Proving Ground. Oh, absolutely. It was, uh, I mean, my dad was out here as long as I can remember pretty much for uh, most of my life, whether that was uh, you know, even before I was born when he was out here active duty or uh, later on with uh, as a contractor and then later on as a civilian and uh, as he has uh, continued on out here uh, on his journey uh, working for the Army. When there was an air show and so on and your dad was a subject matter expert, did you tag along? Oh, absolutely. So basically, uh, he, he knows more than uh, anybody I know about aviation, specifically helicopters as well, but uh, um, basically anything regarding the history the implementation into the military, the advancements, the tech, technology uh, in, increase over time with the uh, capability and uh, everything they do for utility helicopters, attack helicopters, everything used here, um, foreign, everything. I mean, he knows more than anyone I know as far as anything about aviation and uh, definitely about helicopters. And growing up in Yuma, you were very community service oriented. You're an Eagle Scout. Yes, sir, Eagle Scout. So uh, I was. Um, I remember one time I was a Cub Scout before I was a Boy Scout, but uh, basically it was second or third grade. My mom dropped me off at a, uh, a meeting uh, to get started in Cub Scouts and basically told my dad, hey, uh, here's something you and uh, Sean can attend together. And uh, so basically, I mean, he was with me every step of the way ever since I, I want to say about, you know, second grade or third grade or so for a Cub Scout and then into Boy Scouts and then as an Eagle Scout. Um, and basically uh, everything regarding community service projects, land beautification projects, cleanups, um, any way to help uh, organizations and local businesses as well, and uh, volunteer work and service for as long as I can remember. 
you volunteered more than 2,000 hours of community service. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, that was uh, over over the, the course of the, the past several years. And uh, basically just, I mean, this is my home. This is where I, I come from. I was born and raised here. I've only ever lived in two places here in Yuma and uh, in Tempe, uh, four years for for school and then came back. So, I mean, this is, this is my home. So you work in the ground combat directorate here. So uh, that's interesting. I, I did for the past uh, three and a half years and I actually just started a new role, um, converted to a different position um, actually yesterday. So I'm actually over now, um, as of this week now, over with uh, technology and investments. So uh, that's a new role. Uh, it's my second day now and uh, I'm, I'm excited and in interested and enthusiastic to uh, uh, help continue the, uh, the the mission and the capabilities in a, on a much uh, hopefully a larger scale and uh, helping uh, all of YPG so I'll, I'll continue to try and grow and excel and help where I can. So you've been recognized in the broader community recently. The Yuma Sun shows you as one of the 20 under 40 of Yuma County. Yes sir um, so basically I got a, a an email and a phone call uh, Several months back, uh, Mary Lacey, she was a government civilian, uh, 41 years of service. Um, we worked together back in uh, ground combat and uh, metrology and simulation division. And um, basically she called me up one day and said, hey, I uh, nominated you for uh, recognition. Uh, here's a link and the information on it and um, see if they reach out to you. And uh, I, I didn't think too much of it. I thought, oh, well, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, how, how, how would that go with so many other people also uh, um, being nominated and applying? And then next thing I know, I'm, I'm getting reached out to several times from uh, Yuma Sun as being a, a, a selected uh, candidate for this. So I uh, greatly uh, appreciate the, uh, the opportunity and uh, it, it should be very interesting and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. It sounds like you plan to stay in Yuma County and Yuma Proving Ground for a little while at least. Uh, yes, sir, absolutely. I um, you know, like I said, this is my home. I was born and raised here. All my family's here. My, my dad was stationed here back uh, when he was in the Army active duty. And my, my mom and, and her family and my, my, my mom's dad in the Marine Corps was stationed here at MCASU at the air station. So um, basically uh, all my history, my family, my, my life, everything is here at home in Yuma. So I, I definitely uh, am a part of it and like to maintain that as, as long as I can, continuing to help and uh, serve in uh, civil services as long as I can. Sean, it was great visiting with you today. Thanks for coming by. Well, thank you, sir. I really appreciate the opportunity and uh, thank you for your time. Precision fires are common at Yuma Proving Ground, the Army's busiest test center, but are usually seen in the vast ranges, not the petroleum lab. For physical scientist Larry Nelson, however, being right on target has been a nearly lifelong pursuit. Nelson, you see, is a competition shooter, proficient in all manner of firearms. So Larry, you started shooting competitively when you were 13 years old. That is correct. So uh, how that all started was my dad saw a shooting match on ESPN called the Chevy Truck Sports and Steam Challenge. He thought it was the coolest thing that had ever happened. He calls up NSSF to find out where or when he could shoot this thing. They said, well, we don't have one on your side of the country. How would you like to run one? So my dad set up this competition. Me and my friends started shooting it. Through that, I met a lot of these pro shooters like uh, Lonus Wigger. He was a, um, he was a member of the Army Marksmanship Unit. 
and uh, he got me involved in small bore competitive shooting, and that's how I got my scholarship at Jacksonville State. And prior to getting that scholarship, though, you you worked at a Boy Scout summer camp. <laughs> yeah, I worked at the uh, at Boy Scout Camp Geronimo in Payson, Arizona, from the time I was 14 until I was 18, really. So every summer went up there was shooting comp was shooting teaching kids how to shoot and then uh, during the summers after i started competitive shooting i'd leave halfway through and we'd go to uh, camp perry ohio to the uh, national matches there and then i'd go to the usa shooting nationals at that time was in georgia and you have at least one record that'll endure forever yes i do i when i was uh, 15 years old was it 15 somewhere about then um in phoenix arizona they they always hold the uh national muzzleloading national championships and at the time they had a 100 yard offhand competition for juniors and i set the record in 100 yard offhand black powder rifle and about two years later they stopped having that that portion of the match so that will endure forever <laughs> it will never be challenged okay so at jacksonville state you studied molecular biology biochemistry yep. And you did a lot of competitive shooting and a lot of... I was on the NCAA team there. Uh, we went to the NCAA National Championships each year that I was on the team. And in 2005, we were the runners up to West Point. We lost to West Point by one point in the NCAA National Championships. So the downside of that is that was actually the tightest competition that's ever happened in NCAA. So until that point, you know, typically the winner was 10, 20 points apart. That year, the spread from first place to fourth fourth place was one point each. It was the tightest it's ever been in NCAA history. Amazing. Yeah. What was your schedule like to practice for these competitions? Well, that was that was what was interesting. So, I had morning classes. So, unlike most people in college, where they can sleep in till, and you have their first class at nine or ten o'clock in the morning, our first class always had to be the first period of the day. So I was hitting, uh, I was going into class about eight o'clock in the morning was the, was the latest. I had solid classes until about 2.30 in the afternoon. And then every day from three o'clock until six o'clock, we were on the range training. So every, so basically you'd come out of class, you'd go to the range, you'd shoot for two or three hours, finish your training courses, uh, go home, study, and then repeat the next day, every single day. Did you stop competitions after college or? I competed a little bit after college, but by that point I'd had two kids and that kind of really cut into it. But now since then I've, I've shot um, two of the national championships for a sports and team challenge. Uh, we came runner up a couple years ago. That was when you guys did that little article on me. Uh, but yeah, I've shot a lot of little local matches and things like that um, just to kind of keep things up and thinking about getting back into air gun next year. So investment in time and materials, but yeah, it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. You're also a pilot. Yes, I am. So yeah, I built my own airplane. Um, it's actually a Zenith uh, 601 HDS, it's a kit plane. Uh, built the motor, so it's powered by a Chevy Corvair motor. And I've got about 200 hours on that plane right now flying and about 350 hours total time as a pilot. Is there any advice you could give novice shooters how to improve their proficiency and so on? Number one, it's basically skill. So a lot of people think I'm just going off the range and shoot and shoot and shoot, and that's not how you improve your shooting. Uh, so the number one thing you actually do is um, natural point of aim is the number one drill. Um, so how you would do that is you come up to the firing line, you get your position set, you 
you aim at the target and if you're a little off you adjust your body until you're you're perfectly lined up then shoot one shot put the gun down reset everything and you go back and forth to the point where you get so proficient in setting your natural point of aim that it becomes second nature to always make sure that you're adjusted so that you're not fighting the gun to the target. Larry Nelson, thanks for visiting with us today. No problem. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the Army's busiest test center.